You're listening to Wordsmith, the poetry podcast presented by Miriam Hechtman and Kelly Van Nelson. On this program, we invite poets from all over the world to join us for a one-on-one conversation about their poetry, their craft, and what poetry means to them. From how poetry played out in childhood to its current practice, it's all about the poet and the poem and what's really happening behind the words. Here in Australia, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the country on which we produce this program, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today on the show, Miriam interviews Juan Garrido Salgado. Juan Garrido Salgado immigrated to Australia from Chile in 1990, fleeing the regime that burned his poetry and imprisoned and tortured him for his political activism. He has published eight books of poetry and his work has been widely translated. He has also translated works by a number of leading Australian and Aboriginal poets into Spanish, including five Aboriginal poets for the anthology Espeo de Tierra, Earth Mirror. With Steve Brock and Sethia Holas, Garrido Salgado also translated into English the trilingual Mapuche Poetry Anthology. The book, When I Was Clandestine, was part of a poetical tour at the Granada International Poetry Festival in Nicaragua, Mexico, and Cuba in 2019. Hope Blossoming in Their Ink is Juan Garrido Salgado's sixth poetry collection, published in Australia in 2020. It is a collection of poems written over more than 10 years in his new home. Please welcome Juan Garrido Salgado. I was talking to a spider last night. She was making her nest in the darkness. I lit a candle. The flame and thread gave me a simple life. A huge cloud of smoke covered her body. I thought she's moving away. Instead, the spider talking to me. The wind became a huge hand of hot air that beat me on my face. I feel it was the end of the conversation and started a war until one of us died. This morning, I have breakfast. I couldn't wait to see her again. Perhaps she will soon go forever. She appeared as a humble creature in one of the corners. I say, can we talk without fighting? She said yes, and a language began to exist between us. start really is your childhood and and what kind of a role poetry if 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 it did play a part in your childhood yeah how so yeah oh well um my my childhood was full of um 
adventure, uh, um, playing, you know, games, and I, f I fully, I fully alive enjoy the friendship, the family, you know, and the and my grandma and grandpa presence in my in our life. So I think maybe that's if you think or if I think, you know, that will be the root of the of the poetry, you know, because that I think in my experience, that's where uh, come from, you know, from from fully fully life and innocence as well. Mm. And so where did you grow up? I grew up in in Santiago, the capital of of Chile, and uh, because Santiago is a huge city, um, and I grew up in one of the barrio we call the you know the Savo of a very poor Savo, you know, and my my parents and my grandparents they are working. A working class people, you know, mm -hmm. so I enjoy all these things really. And I, I say I feel free to move everywhere, you know, and sometimes we were very naughty with games, you know, but this is life anyway. Yeah. And, and did you, did you, did you write as a child? No, really. No. Oh, I, I enjoy um, reading reading no poetry but a story a kid story you know adventure sort of thing you know that was my 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 experience uh, in, in a school primary school i I've, i i really enjoy some some of a kid book you know in spanish always we got some a background of story and, and when I grew up later, uh, Neruda, Pablo Neruda, come to to us, you know, as a big giant, you know, of, of literary poets, giant. You know, yeah. you know? And and did you did you when you say you love story, do you think all children love story, or do you think you loved it a bit more? Well, I think I love a little, a little bit more, and also. Uh, uh, we started making up some stories as well, you know, created, but not written down, but just, just like a performance, really. Right, like theatre and yeah, theatre, you know, oral, with, oral, with the, yeah. because we were six kids in in our family, okay. my, with my grand, uh, my my mother, so uh, we in between the six people, you know, we enjoy every company and and played, you know. Yes. And so when, when did you, do you remember when you wrote your first poem? Yeah, I think it was in the high school, in the beginning of the high school, uh, I started feeling more into it, the, the writing. And I, I started uh, really reading more uh, Pablo Neruda uh, books, you know, especially the old, you know, very simple a theme about the all, all to the onion, to the bird, to the everything. You know? he, he wrote to everything, to the stone, you know. So I feel really amazing to, to discover that sort of simple thing in the poetry, you know, and how Neruda put it up together with rhythm and, and beautiful image, 
as well, you know. I didn't know much about that sort of thing. Now I can explain it more, more deeply. But it, but it resonated with you then. That's right, yeah. And, and, and actually, I remember I started copying his, his poem, you know, unconsciously, you know. Yes, yes. Uh, I, when I write my poems, you know, my first poem, what I wrote, um, um, some of the friends who, who was already sort of established poets in, in, my, in my group, they recognize the voice of Pablo Neruda, you know? Yes. And that time for me was sort of try to, to influence very much from Neruda, you know, to take the influence from, from Neruda. So he definitely inspired you. Of course, of course. Yes. And all, all, all this expert of my young life of poet, <laughs> you know? Yes. Even I, I, I tried to imitate his, um, how he dress up sometimes, you know? So yeah, it was a big influence on, on myself. Okay. And so then, so through high school, you were learning about poetry yeah, and yeah. writing. I got a, yeah, I got a beautiful um, a Spanish teacher who was the Spanish subject was the main thing in, in, in the school, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and they teach us, you know, play, novel, poetry, and of course Neruda. Gabriela Mistral is another, another big figure in, in, in Latin America and in, in especially in Chile. And she's also a, a Nobel Prize of Literature before Neruda, oh. you know, Gabriela Mistral. And, and, and even she influenced Neruda when he was, uh, you know, young, you know, in Temuco, you know. So we read all these things, you know, at the high school. And also uh, uh, my Spanish teacher, Juan Illanes, I still remember his, his name, you know, because he played a big role in, 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 in you know, try to uh, uh, influence me or, or guide me into the, into the literature, mm. Spanish literature. You remember those teachers, don't you? Oh yeah, him, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, forever. I also, I also forever. have some teachers that you know they just they, they they get you, you know, and they also see something in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was very lucky. He, he's, he, he. That's why you said, you know, he recognized me something. I, I, at this point, I was for, so innocent and, and and ignorant of of the sense of how we call poet, you know. But my passion and my willing to learn, you know, he catch that sort of thing, you know, and guide me. He, he lent me some books, you know, mm. and talk about other things, you know. And also in the context where we live in that time, historical context for Chile, you know, we talk about 1976, 77, you know, when after the coup of this, you know, you know, the, the fascism of Chile took the power, you know, and killed yes. so many people and, and destroyed forever our democracy, you know, you know, the way of democracy, you know. So it's as a young, as a young, sorry, I, just to finish that, no, 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 thing, uh, as a young, um, you know, a person and, and, and try to 
going into the poetry, I was fascinated with the with the context, you know. And also, I was very scared because in that time you couldn't say anything to anyone, you know. And I, that's why I say I, I was very fortunate and lucky to meet this teacher because he trusts my word, he trusts me, and I trust him, you know. Mm. So how how does and did, and I wonder if it's changed for you, but mm. how does it feel when you write poetry? Not now. And then? And then, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I got an image, still I got an image from, from that time. Uh, I was, you know, because you you know you as a poet you try to use the night as an inspiration you know at that time and i uh, i using the the that's the night to write something or read you know and i remember still i remember my grandma from her bedroom said juan please take the light off and go to bed because it's too late. And sometimes the military can come, you know, yeah. and, you know, and, and he sees light on the, on the window, you know, they will be, you know, knocking the door, whatever, you know, what's going on here? Maybe they, they thought will be an underground meeting, you know? <laughs> so yeah. was very careful. And I use a, a candle, a little candle, you know, to, to cover that sort of thing, not, not the lights actually, you know? So and were I, you I still writing, remember that image. And were you writing political poetry then? Yeah, because I, I, I got into the, the most political poem of Neruda, you know? Like, um, for instance, I still remember uh, Out to the Simple Man. That's uh, amazing uh, art for, for a, um, to, to acknowledge the power of the simple people you know, uh, to in, in a society, you know. Yeah. And also I read, you know, the, the, all his uh, experience in the Spanish Civil War, you know, and fascinated me, you know. So that's how I went into the political uh, and poetry situation too, you know. And were you writing poetry for, for politics? Or was that just the way that you expressed yourself and your experience? How? how yeah, how? yeah. I, I didn't well, actually. I didn't know how to write politic or poetry itself. You know, uh, uh, as I said, you know, I just reading Neruda, another poet after Roque Dalton is is one of the big uh, guerrilla poet poets in El Salvador. You know, in in Central America. And I, I was fascinated with him. And also the Sergei Senin is a Russian poet, beautiful poet, you know, not, not political, but so beautiful. And I, I find a translation from another uh, uh, Chilean poet, Jorge Tellier, he translate from Russia, you know, a, a beautiful book from Sergei Senin. So uh, I did, so it's my experience of, of put together politics and poetry himself was a, a, a long journey, you know, to get, to get there.
in primary school within the Salvador Allende government. And Salvador Allende government started 1970 until 1973, right. when the coup, the 11th of September 1973 started. So after that, I moved into the high school in 1975, I think. Yeah. And then, and then from 1975, I, I spent four, five, uh, sorry, four years in, in high school. I think five because I, I have to repeat one year. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was not in one year <laughs> study at all. So I, I did not think really, <laughs> nothing political or this no, stuff. <laughs> that's for another interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another interview, yeah, yeah. But at that time, I, I was already interested in poems and literature, you know. Um, and then I finished, and I think it was 1979, the high school, or 78, I can't remember exactly. And then, one, I got one year without any, doing anything except a street theater. Mm. We create a street theater in, in our neighborhood with the guy of a, an actor, a professional actor, and he become our, our friend. He was older than us, but he, he got all this theater skill to teach us, you know, and we create a, a I think was two years of street theater. And one of the final play was one of the old of Pablo Neruda. Oh. And we, we cut the poems in three or four parts and we, we dramatize with our own experience. You know? Wow. And we presented to the, uh, that is amazing. We present, we, we didn't know that, but they invite us to a festival something amateur festival or street theater in Santiago. And that time was, uh, you know, Matilde Urrutia, who was the, the, the wife of Pablo Neruda. Huh. And she was there, you know, seeing us. And then when, after, after the performance, you know, we, we were very happy because everyone loved the play, you know, the, the Neruda play. And she come uh, uh, and talked to us for a little while, you know? And she said, I still remember because our, our director was there, Jorge, and she said to him and to us, uh, that's how Neruda would love to see uh, his play, his poems, you know? Well, that's great. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, in the 80, okay. 80 when, when I started study theater. Okay. I studied theater for two and a half years. Okay. Okay. So Sorry. were you... It's a, it's a I know, but that's much. good. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. And so were you writing poetry or not? Yeah, on that time I have been writing poetry as well. Yeah. Okay. And then when did you, and when and why did you go to prison and for how long? Yeah, well, after, after the theater, I stopped studying theater and, and joined, because I was part of the... Um, um, a group of poets as well in Santiago. We, we make some uh, small group of, of five or six poets and we meet, we discuss poetry, we write, we perform, you know. 
uh, all this time. Uh, and then I decide to completely cut off all theater and poetry and going underground struggle. Mm. You know, because it was needed anyway, and that time was needed. Uh, and, and I joined the, the movement of, of a resistant movement and, and I started fighting with other name and all this stuff, you know. Uh, and I completely cut off poetry, uh, writing. I, I write some personal thing, you know, when, when I got time at night, you know, and, and I record very careful because, you know, the secret police always looking for that. So, uh, but oh, in, in my in my underground uh, struggle or resistance, uh, I I was the time on nineteen eighty five I think at the end of nineteen eighty five, and they put me in prison for for eight months I think a little bit more, so. And that time I, I was writing as well inside of the prison mm. and keep in a, in, a, in a notebook and I give it to my family and friends. So um, after, after I put it all together and, and some, uh, my, my, one of my poet friends, he already published a few books there in Chile. He, he, he read it and edited the, the books, and we're going into the publication. And that's the one you showed me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So you made a yeah. pseudonym, and you published your first book, and it's all yeah. in Spanish, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't think about going to, to, to learn and talk in another language. And no. Never. No, 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 <laughs> Let no. alone Australia. <laughs> yeah, even in Australia. I didn't know where it was Australia and how it was Australia, anyway. So how did you how did you get here? Yeah, because you know after the prison was so difficult for me to find job or to find anything what I need to survive and and I was already married with a, a two kids, you know, yeah. and my kid they need food of course and attention care, you know, and and my wife was fully you know tried to uh, you know grow up with them, you know and all they need, as, as you know, as a mother. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was so difficult. I sell all my, my, my books, what I collected from all this time, oh. you know, because we didn't have money, so I have to sell something. And, and I, I sell a few, or most of the books anyway, and I, I, I got a few very, very precious books what I collected, you know, and well, that's gone, you know, because the kid they need food and nappy, yes. and all this stuff. It doesn't fall from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then become more difficult, difficult to find, you know, the a, a real job, and, and also it was a political and economical crisis yeah. in that time, you know, not only us but not only the political prisoner, but everyone suffered the economical consequences, you know? And then the only uh, door was open in that time, I, I'm talking about 
Okay, so you come to Australia, yeah. learn a bit of English. Are you still writing? Yeah. Always writing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for instance, uh, I have been not writing for a, for a month now, just a few points, but um, because I was so, uh, uh, you know, um, tense and, and, and anxious about my the launch of my book. Yes. So when it's done, I just feel more more relaxed and more free to start thinking about. But it's, I, I always think about new poems and, and, and new ideas, you know. Yeah, what's your process? I mean, in some of the poems, you're very transparent about your process. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm at night and the poem is not coming. And, yeah. you know, so can you tell us a little bit, yeah. is it, are you yeah. like someone who has an idea, writes a little note down and then goes back? Or how yeah. does it work? How does it work? Yeah. Well, uh, again, you know, unfortunately, it's the, the bookshelf is gone. But in one of the corner, I got about more than 25 uh, notebooks. What I, I, when I finish, I put it there and, and I just sometimes I coming back and rewrite or, or read, you know, the poem, what I wrote, for instance, 10 or 20 years ago, you know. Really? And you go back yeah. to it? Yeah. And, and that's, that's book, the new one. Yes. You know? It's a collected, you know, yes. of, of 15 or, or nearly 20 years, I think. And did you, okay, so if it's, so my process, my process is write down in a book note. Okay. Next to your bed, is there a notebook? Yeah, yes. In the car? Well, I always carry with me in, in my bag. Yes. I use in a bag with pens and everything. You know, I always, I can't go without, without the notebook, you know. 
And can you write in your phone or no? Uh, I, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable with that sort of thing, you know? Yes. But I prefer the, 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 the paper and the pen. <laughs> A pen. Yeah, yeah. And do you write in English or Spanish? Yes. Uh, now I feel more confident to write in English directly or in Spanish. Sometimes sometime what I think in one poem, uh, I think I feel more comfortable and more directly in Spanish than English. Yes. But sometimes I want to write because I, I hate to translate my own poetry. How did I you to give yeah, it how, to someone. How did you, so this book, did you give it to someone or you translated all the poems? This one? Yes. No, I, I work with, uh, with two people and I was very lucky to work with an English teacher who is the mother of one of my friends, my poet friend. And, and I going, because he didn't have time anymore, <laughs> too busy, but uh, we make uh, one day in the afternoon and going to a cafe for an hour. I show my book, my poems, you know, and she edited or correct, uh, corrected to me, you know, and then I going back to the computer or to the book, you know. And how does that feel? I mean, does it, does it feel the same in you in English or Spanish? Uh, no. No, because uh, I think the Spanish, I still prefer the Spanish. But uh, because I have to accept I live in Australia and there are very limited people who understand and yes. the, the Spanish, you know. So uh, I force myself to, to write in English too, you know. So are there poems that you've written only in English? Yeah, most of these poems have been written only in English. Okay. Only a few uh, was, you know, even one, you know, like uh, this one here, who I wrote for my grandfather, the Tango, Tango for Domingo Cerda Cruz. This is, a, I, I put a lot verse in Spanish as well. Yes. And combined with the English. And, and sound, uh, because I like the sound and the rhythm, of, of both language, I tried to put it together and I think it makes sense yes, <laughs> to, I to think some so. of the poet, what I show you, you know. Yes. Maybe you'd like to do this one for us now. Would you like yeah. to read this one? Yes, please. Tango for Domingo Cerda Cruz. Y yo me hice el tango. I made myself into tango listening to the melody of passions, movement, bodies, dance in the naked night where shadows in the corridor move, rhythm with memory and tears. The past, ask him sharp questions here on the dance floor and the mirror of his eye. I dance, I kiss not for love, only for life that dance in the last train of my age. I remember him in the railway station of non-country. He wear a cloudy hat for his last 
trip. It was midnight in the suitcase and black umbrella of 1963. I sure the absent of bread and milk by the table and bed of my own life. When did you write that poem? Oh, long ago. I think it was two, don't know, five years after I arrived or six years. It's because um, uh, Domingo Cerda Cruz was my grandfather, but I call him my father because I, I grew up with him and my grandmother and my mother. I never knew my, my biological father so he he make a very big influence in me and i was very sad when i uh, i left chile and i knew uh it's going to pass a long long time to see him again or or my grandmother but unfortunately he passed away three two years after i arrived in australia and i couldn't make it because it was very dangerous for me, because uh, the, already the, the military rule was, I break the military rule because uh, they only give me three, three months to be outside. And of course, I'm not going to come back because my children, you know. Um, so if I go back to the, his funeral, probably they will detain me in the airport and take me to the prison yeah. again so yeah oh, well, i say goodbye i say goodbye to him through this poem you know and and i call my family of course you know in tears <laughs> So why why do you think you you write poetry? Oh, I think to really really now I think I used to think about poetry as a as a political and social you know vehicle of address people, but now I I, I feel it's a for me it's a a responsibility of keep keep alive the memory of my people my my the people who I really love and and the people who who influenced me like my grandma my grandma my grandparents you know and also the memory of our surviving you know we I, I call me a survivor because I couldn't I couldn't die you know in prison and in jail and in the torture what I received you know so I am one of the lucky ones who survived the, mm. the brutality of, of Pinochet regime, you know? Yes. And that, so if you are a survivor, you think about why, you know, why I survived. Not, not because I am a great poet or, or a great person, because uh, I was one of the lucky ones, really. 
you know, and, and, and that's why I take very seriously the responsibility to, you know, to continue to talk about what happened, you know. Yeah, I know this from, from Holocaust survivors as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same, wanting to speak to, you know, and also acknowledging the luck that of was course. involved, you know, course, in to be a survivor. Course. Yeah, yeah. But when I, you could write stories, mm. you could write songs, mm. Mm. You could, why poetry? What is mm. it about poetry? Oh, yeah. I think because poetry uh, was the only uh, expression of creativity who really, lo I love it. I love it. Uh, because um, uh, I, I start learning from nothing, you know, and from nothing really. I didn't went to the university. I was lucky to go to the, uh, you know, to group of, of poets who they was more advantage than me or more more knowledge than me. And so I learned from them as well, you know. I have to recognize that. And the reading, the reading, like I said, you know, Sergei Senin, um, you know, Roque Dalton, you know, Neruda, Vicente Guidobro, other poets, you know. So, but poetry I actually was part of, uh, actually is, if I didn't have a marry my wife, I will marry poetry. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she is a poem. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course, of course. No, so, and the expression of poetry is so vital in, 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 you know, and important and simple. That's the other thing, simplicity, you know. You don't have to go through a big sort of, you know, well, it's a lot of people who are going through, you know, it's a difficult, you know, and sophisticated poem, but I, I like the most simplicity, you know, uh, and, and try to, to catch the life, the simple life there. And I am lucky now, I am blessing every day, you know, how every day I work in a community garden so I can see you know, flower, fruit, vegetable growing from nothing. And I learned, and I learned from that experience of, of being a gardener, you know, everything have to have time to grow, to have the final uh, creation, you know. Uh, I compared, you know, when I plant, you know, onion or carrot or whatever, they take months to grow and to finally give us the beautiful flavor and fruit, you know? And, and, and I think I learned from that better than academic and with all my respect to the academic too. Uh, I, I learned that's the thing, how my poetry growing as well and be ready when, when it's ready the fruit to take it from the earth. And so when, when do you know that your poem's ready? Ooh, very complicated, <laughs> very difficult question to answer. The hardest because question sometime, <laughs> sometime I, I, I saw, oh, I should have wait more, more time just for a line or, or I should change this word, you know? So I, I think po poem, the poem is really when, when I, I, I believe sometime the poem itself tell you 
or tell me when it's ready to share. Is that because the of the last sentence, do you think? Yeah. The last line? Something, yes. something just... Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes when I write the first line and the poem starts straight away in five minutes, you know, and it's not often, but I, I, I find some, a few points where I have been in, in 10 minutes I wrote and I just editing very, very minimal things, you know. Yeah. Is there something, you know, some people talk about it's divine, you know, even if they're not religious, yeah, yeah, that yeah. there's something happens that's, but they know that this is poetry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, I got a, a very respectful for a, a, a very, very uh, important poet from Latin America. And he, he, he actually was a, a priest as well, in a mm -hmm. poet, in a minister of culture of Nicaragua revolution. Oh. And I got a great, uh, I am honor because last year I went to a tour in Nicaragua and I met him. Mm -hmm. He invited me to his house yes. and I spent a few days, you know, with him. And, he, and oh, he's amazing poet. And he passed away just last, this year, in, mm -hmm. in February of this year, you know. So I, I feel blessed because I met him. Uh, that was my dream, you know. Mm. Oh, that's so, amazing. So I, I start learning from, not only from him, but from another poet as well, you know, how important is the spirit of value. Not, not only religion, but the spirit of value. Mm. That's come from, from many different, uh, you know, avenue of, of sources, you know. But one, one of them is the spirituality. I really fascinated. Maria Rilke is another one who mm. I really enjoy reading. Do, yes. do you know, yes. you know him? Yes. So for me, Maria Rilke is one of the great spiritual poets, you know, yes. and writer. Oh, I like Rumi as well. Do you know Rumi? Oh, Rumi, yeah, Rumi, Rumi. Yeah. Oh, wow. And also, yeah. I don't know if you know Mary Oliver. Do you know Mary Oliver? She's, no. I'm going to no. send you some poems. Yeah, please, please. I because when we spoke before about the simplicity and also she loved nature, everything for yeah. her, like a big, yeah. her, yeah. she didn't have a great childhood mm. and mm. she found her life in nature and her poetry. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and she passed away a year ago. Oh, wow. Or a year and a half ago. She was in her 80s. Anyway, I'll send you. I'll send you. An yeah, interview. Ernesto Cardenal was in the ninety as well when he oh, passed wow. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good life. But he wrote. Oh, he wrote a lot of books in reflection. Mm. He's very important poet in not only Latin America but I think in the world. going to read uh, uh, as well one just one part of the dialogue with Samuel Laferte and Samuel Laferte was my surname because I couldn't I couldn't write under with my name right. because I just come out from from prison and I was prohibited to to publish anything you know so I, I used this, this name, Samuel Laferte, to put together this. This is the only point where I survived 
and all my writing from my beginning until I get in prison. So, dialogue with Samuel Laferte in Australia. You are more than a shadow of me walking. You was the name I took as a militant poet in Moscow. Yes, I read verse in your name at Red Square beside the tomb of Lenin. Drinking and talking, we read Ma marks that capital to the women, to the woman who was in the dark homeland from the nearby Soviet bar at the school of Consomor, where we read the verse of Roque Dalton and Sergei Esenin. After the return, we walked together into underground struggle as a twin's childrenhood, as a fellow fighters sharing the same prison and the same blood in the torture, sharing notebooks and pencil, the sweet and the sour keys of the lost in the hours of the rest necessary. Gradually, the verse were born, and since then, I wonder who this poem belonged to, Samuel Laferte or the other I am even today, Juan Garrido Salgado. Conversation with Yahia al Sawawi. Crossing the bridge made by bones and holes, walls and ancient story of a struggle. We share poetry reading for peace. Our spirits are survivors from masses of hard, very hard blows. Cesar Vallejo, the Peruvian poet, wrote, hay golpes en la vida tan fuertes Yo no sé. There are blouts in life so hard, I don't know. We share from that mass of hard, very hard blows that's broken our bones, dark, dark hatred into our flesh after they laughed and ordered us to drink blood or urines. Blank for come to our eyes like a wind stumbling through the earth. They hunt enormous fly swept on our hair. But our bird remains alive, blattering from our soul into the world. We choose, Yahia and I, to struggle as the vencer. Our talk doesn't fluently speak on the wounds in English syllable, but give us the opportunity to share death and life. He flew from the hells of darkness and survived in prison, as Arabic long poem. His mother, 
death is a sea planted in his blank moon. My grandpa died at his funeral. I was only a fragment of the poem inside his heart. Exile is a long row. Jahia reading is a whole for humanity. His verse a mirror of sand and footprint where silence is captive. In Australia, our soldiers still kill in the name of democracy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard to read it. Yeah. Yeah, to memory come like uh, something very vibe. <laughs> yes. But I have to. It's my responsibility. My verse are like a vessel navigating through oceans. Waves are words speaking on the shore of any pub, drinking the solitude of the inner oceans. And I draw into, into my eyes the horizon of birds that stretch our close heart space. And this new land, I buy vegetable at the central market. I read a few novel and poetry books. I dig the soil and plant seed to grow as a hope in this land. My other ocean is always a paper boat. Verse and spirit are my reading. Cortázar, Neruda, Vallejo, Vicente Huidobro, and Ernesto Cardenal, an old poet from La Revolución de Nicaragua. This car is still there, an ancient road in the south of my land. They will, within death, hope blossoming in their ink. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the title of your book. Yeah, I find it. I, I really, I, when I find it, I feel so happy. Yes. <laughs> because I, 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 I struggle a lot to find, you know, a, a title for the yes. book, you know, a name. I, I am sure you do the same. Well, I haven't got a book. <laughs> no, oh, oh, you will. You will. I will. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a title for a poem, and I, I was looking at all your titles, and yeah, is, do you like to take a line from the poem? Is that your yeah. kind of, yes. Yeah, yeah. I like it too. Yeah, me too. And also, I, I like sometimes to take a, a line from other poets, and I write my own poems. Yes. Well, it inspire me a lot, you know. One last thing, really. Yep. Do you think that there is a hunger for poetry 
in these times? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, uh, I think poetry is an incredible way of um, find uh, uh, a, a, a good conversation, uh, an inspiration time uh, to, to, especially, I am very worried about the, the, the young generation, you know, and, and when uh, they are very brave, they are very courageous, but poetry, I think, like uh, was my youth, give me open a lot, you know, avenue and door to, to explore the world. And, and for this time, well, the world, they need it, you know? They need especially a creative mind, a creative heart. And of course, poetry will, is part of that, it's part. Of and it's the way to, to, to put the, uh, to take to take the world in a better position for the humanity, you know, in a better atmosphere, in a better um, relationship with with people, with the earth. Is at this time, at the present time, we are not only talking about the 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 people. We are talking about the earth, the 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 nature you know, in whole thing, the spirit, the spirit, you know. So everything have to have to come back to and recognize we are ones. Mm. I think I think like the indigenous people, they live and respect the earth, you know, as a mother and and the river and the mountain as a sister or, or brother, you know. So we have to we have to go to this sort of stage in our and poetry, of course, that is the way to show people how we can embrace ourselves and the world and the in the earth together. And what is it? I mean, I know I've sort of asked you this, but what is it about poetry that does that? Oh, well, I'm not sure, but I think I read from. Rilke in the letters of a young poet. Mm. Do, you, uh, do you remember this little book? Uh, they call it when in Spanish uh, the translation is is carta a, a un joven poeta. And, and and the young poet asked so many questions, you know, about poetry. And, and Rilke, I think he said, uh, poetry is is a, is, is life. Is, if it's life, you have to live it, you know? Uh, you, you, sometimes you, you can't, you, you don't have to question so much. You have to live it, you know? Live the poetry himself as a, as a part of, of your, your soul, you know? And you will discover your voice. Mm. And I think poetry is the voice of the broken humanity that's is hunger for a, a new a new life that's for me will be the poetry is the voice of the broken humanity 
This is very good. Mm. Mm. I am in agreement. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so yeah. much. Thank, thank you. you so I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And thanks for the, the book. Now I'll get the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you, you. Miriam. Thank, thank you. you. Have, have a good have night. Have a good night. Have yes, a good I'll night. be in thank touch. You. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Wordsmith, the poetry podcast, today with Miriam speaking with Juan Garrido Salgado. Thank you for listening and please follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and everywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. Have a great day. A special thank you to Jessica Chapnick Khan for her song Precious and to Peter Brimage for the gorgeous logo.